podcast people, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to today's podcast episode. I would like to start things off today by praising somebody. This individual is my closest friend and I've known him for 16 or 17 years. About a year and a half ago, he embarked on a new adventure. He moved to a new city and decided to go back to university. He enrolled in in an engineering program and very recently his classes started up. So the other day I was talking to him and I was asking him about his program and he's facing lots of challenges. I don't know if if you can remember when you first started at your first uh, as a first year student in a new university, new city, new program altogether, you probably had some road bumps yourself. If not, count yourself lucky because many first year students have a, a bit of a transition and they have a learning curve to get used to university life. And that's what's going on with my friend. There are some issues with being able to find the class. <laughs> Typical, I find the classes itself are quite challenging. He has a full course load. There's lots of homework. Right now, there's the additional challenge that the classes are all online due to the COVID situation where he is. And this is the first time I would say in, I don't know how many years, but many years that he has done something that challenges him mentally, challenges his brain. And I admire that. I I really admire that. I've been thinking about it the past couple of days since I spoke with him. And actually more than the past couple of days, I would say for the past many months, I've just been so proud of him. I admire people that pick up a new challenge. They try something that's hard for them. I like people that try to take, take things on their plate that are not easy and try their best to figure it out. I admire that so much. And so I wanted to start things off today by giving praise to my, to my best friend to say, like, good on you. Very, very good. I'm so proud of you. I know it's really difficult. I know it's hard. I know it's stressful. I know there's lots of changes and there's things that are not going, are not going how you anticipated they would go. And there have been some other additional complications that, you know, are not really his fault per se. They just sort of happened. Like with the student loan application, the people he submitted it to, they made a mistake with the loan and they thought he's an international student, which has caused a bit of a hiccup with his loans. It's going to come in a little bit later and just life. And I admire it, man. I admire people that 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 do things that are challenging for them and try to grow. So I wanted to put my friend in the spotlight today and and use him as an example and maybe give the podcast people today, those of you listening, to give you a reminder that, hey, try, trying to do things that are difficult is a good thing. Try to do things that are hard. Sometimes I feel like Many of us are looking for the easy way out of things, and that's not necessarily a good thing in my perspective. I think sometimes trying to do something that's hard is a good idea because when you're able to do it, it feels really good. You feel proud of yourself. One of my French students right now, I've taught her for about, what is it, three years now, two and a half years, something to that effect. And she made a, she's made a comment to me a number of times, and she said that learning French is really difficult. She has a difficult time learning French. And yet, she enjoys it because it's rewarding. She said that it's one of the hardest things for her to do. It's so hard for her brain. It makes for her brain. It makes her work. It makes her think. 
but because she progresses and she's able to, when she's able to progress and when she's able to figure out, it feels so rewarding. And for this reason, I want to encourage people to do things that are hard. Like take it on your plate and try really hard. It's, it's worth it. It really is worth it. Now, changing gears a little bit, um, I wanted to share an observation that I've had recently when it comes to, when it comes to learning another language. Um, it's something that I've been trying to articulate this as clearly as possible recently, and I'm going to try my best to do it today. In fact, I might have even said it once very recently on the podcast, but here I am saying it again because it, it, it really, it's, it's top of mind. You know, learning a language, learning a language is a difficult task. It's difficult. It is not easy. You know, you see people... You sometimes see videos, especially if you're quite entrenched in the language learning community and you watch videos and listen to podcasts from other people who make content about, here's how to learn languages. Look, it's pretty simple. Look, it's not that complex, this, that, the other thing. But recently I've been, I've been realizing more and more that it isn't actually that easy and maybe it's actually not that simple. It's an exercise. It's a it's a mental exercise. It's taking your brain to the gym. It, it really is. You see, let me tell you a story here. So as you know, I speak five languages. I speak English, French, Spanish, Mandarin, and Gujarati. I've also had language learning as a part of my life for basically my entire life. Because from the age of five, I've I attended French immersion schools where we would go to school in a language that was not our first language, and we would go to school in French. In high school, I started to learn Spanish. I then went to university where I continued to learn Spanish and French. I then started Mandarin. So long story short, language learning has been a significant part of my life for most of most of my life. And, and <clears throat> so for me, when I'm trying to learn a language and I'm struggling because I, I struggle and it's hard and I have to make my brain work and and it is a workout. I feel the workout. I can feel, you know, when you use a computer and sometimes the fan is going off in the computer and it starts to get really hot and you can really see your computer's thinking hard and it's using all of its processing power. Well, I feel that way when I'm learning languages often, often I feel that way. And I'm, but I'm used to the feeling. I know that's a part of the process. And I, I, I felt that in some way, shape, or form for most of my life. And that's just a normal part of my life. The same way that some people grow up in a family that goes to the gym often and is just very active. And therefore going to the gym and, and exercising is just a normal part of life. Whereas for other people, their family just doesn't do that. So going to the gym is really difficult and it's hard to make yourself go. You don't feel like it. You know, if you grew up in that environment, it's just normal. So for me, I've grown up around languages, so it's it's still very difficult, but that the, the effort that my brain has to put in to learn something new, I'm used to that feeling of, oh my God, this is so hard. But I think the average person, most people are not used to it. And therefore, what I've been noticing recently more than more than ever is that people find it difficult and it is a form of mental exercise and it's a form of mental exercise that I would say most people have never done. It's like going to the gym and working out doing a, a certain exercise and you're, you're working out muscles that you didn't even know existed and it's really difficult and it's hard to make yourself do it, right? 
Um, I might have said this once recently, but I'm working in a private school right now for three afternoons a week. And I teach something to the effect of 100 kids at that, at that private school across various different classes. I think it's about eight different classes that I teach and there's about 100 kids ranging from the age of six, six all the way up to about 14, 14 or thir 13 or 14. That's the age range. And so I've been working with lots of people and there's this one boy, he's about maybe 12 years old, maybe 13. And he made a comment when we were doing a, um, a speaking exercise, a TPRS oriented exercise, a teaching through reading, teaching through teaching proficiency through reading and storytelling exercise in a class. <clears throat> and it's a very immersive kind of activity, right? And he made a comment in the at the end, like, whoa, this is really hard. He's like, my brain's working. Like, this is hard to remember this and to understand everything and follow. Like, this is really difficult. How can I learn this? He asked me. How can I do this? Like, how can I make my brain figure this out? How can I absorb this? And he was just so, the look on his face was quite similar. It reminded me of a, of a computer that is running on all cylinders and the fan is going and it's hot. And it's, you're like, is this computer even going to make it? That's what his face kind of looked like in that moment. <clears throat> and so I think people aren't used to that feeling. And, and that's a feeling that the feeling you get when you're learning a language where your brain is working very hard doesn't come with other skills that we try to learn, which I've, I've realized, you know, in my podcast and my content, you might have noticed that I, I often compare language learning to so many other skills. I'll compare it to going to the gym or I'll compare it to learning a sport. And there are many parallels between learning a language and learning other skills. It's not really that different from learning another skill, but I will say this one difference is with other skills that people learn often, not always, but you know, many other skills you would go to learn don't require the same, the same mental effort that learning a language does. Does that make sense? It's kind of like so many people like to go and learn how to, you know, bake bread or, you know, that's a big one during COVID, right? Baking bread was something that was popular in Canada or cooking or some people like to learn about, I don't even know, what do people learn about? You know, sometimes people learn about um, what's courses people take. They take a class on, you know, like a dance class or an evening dance class or a yoga class or something. And it's challenging, of course, it's physically challenging, but it's their brain is not nearly as mentally challenged as it would, as the brain is when learning another language. And so they don't, it, don't, it doesn't feel quite as difficult. Does that make sense? And so it's hard, man. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily easy. But going back, to, funnily enough, it's coincidental how this played out, but going back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, where I was, where I was talking about my friend, who I'm very proud of because of him choosing to pick up, to pick up something and do something that is difficult for him and challenging, and he's trying to figure it out and work through it, right? And I said how admirable that is and how rewarding it is when you do figure it out. Well, I'm gonna tell you now, learning a language is definitely difficult for many. And in fact, arguably for, arguably for the majority, but it's sure as hell worth it. It's sure as hell worth it. It's so rewarding. It's very rewarding as long as you are, as long as you keep going with it and you stick with it and you, you get help when you need help, right? Ask for help. 
Like ask me, I'm always happy to help people. The number of times I, number of language learners I talk to every week is pretty nuts. Like I'll help you out. Um, so get help, get outside advice, work with someone, stick with it. It's, and it's worth it if you can figure it out and you can, and you can, you can work through those challenges. It's so worth it. The final thing I'll say today, and then we can wrap this podcast up, is that um, it's a bit of a story, actually, a short little story. So one of my best friends, I've known him since, I want to say, 2011. Yeah, that's about right, 2011. So I've known him for 10 years, a little bit more than 10 years now. And um, we had a conversation recently, and I, I told him something which which... I, th- I don't think he's heard someone say it say this to him before. In fact, it was a novel thought for me too. What I told him was, you know, I do a lot of things where I look myself in the mirror after and I feel pretty proud of myself. I feel proud of myself. I, I try things and I'm proud of myself when I get through it, when I get to the end. I like that. And it's something I do reasonably, reasonably often. And it occurred to me, you know, as I was talking to my friend, that... And he even said, like, that's not how, that's not a way he views the world. But it occurred to me that I think, hmm, this is difficult to say. It's hard to find quite the right words. I had a hard time explaining this to my friend too. But one piece of self-esteem, I think, at least in my hypothesis, is that one piece of self-esteem is being proud of yourself being proud of some of the things that that you you have accomplished or some of the character traits you have some of the things that you do the good things you do in the world the grades you have like you're are you proud of yourself for something i think that is a piece of self-worth and self-esteem does that make sense i i think it is anyway and i think that there are people out there that if they were to look themselves in the mirror and say what am I proud of? Am I have I done anything that I'm really proud of? I think a lot of people would say to them would probably think to themselves like, well, maybe not that many things. Maybe not too much that I'm really proud of or that I feel like I I feel good about myself for doing something. And so I, I suppose what I'm trying to say here is a piece of self-esteem. I encourage you to do things that 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 A, you're proud of, that you go, oh yeah, I'm proud that I was able to do X, that I was able to do this. And B, this goes hand in hand with what I just said. Sometimes in order to feel proud of something, you have to do something that's challenging. Otherwise, you know, it's like, if I clean, like, I'll give you a really silly example. You know, I'm proud of myself when I, I'm actually genuinely proud of myself when I remember to wash the dishes. Why? It's not easy for me to remember to wash the dishes. It sounds so stupid, but I am, it's not easy for me to remember to wash the dishes. So when I do, I actually feel like 3% pride inside of me. Like, yeah, good job, Azarn, you remembered today. Again, sounds so stupid, right? But even something as simple as that, something very simple that is actually not easy for you, but it's not that hard to really figure out, even little things like that are a great place to start, a wonderful place to start. Ask yourself, what are some little things that I think I could do that are challenging, but I feel I could do it? Go do those things and feel feel that pride, I suppose. Feel proud of yourself. Feel happy with what you did. Could be something more selfish-oriented, something that's more for you personally. You know, like myself, you know, one thing I'm immensely proud of 
is what I've accomplished in my business, the Calgary Language Nerds. I'm very, very proud of that. Very proud of myself. I used to be so I used to be so nervous and about you know one of the reasons why I started the Calgary Language Nerds. I've said this before is I wanted it was an experiment. It still is an experiment, by the way, but it was an experiment to see can I actually start a business and make it successful because the previous business I ran was in a franchise, so there was support from the franchise. So I was very nervous to say, can I actually do it without any support, starting from actual zero? And now I run a, a, a small business, not a big Fortune 500 company, but I run a, a, a small business with 15 tutors, part-time, part-time tutors. In fact, more than that now, I just signed two more. So it's gotta be, anyways, 15-ish tutors, 16, 15 to 7, I can't remember the exact number, 15 or so tutors that work for me part-time, you know, they're teaching, I teach, you know, hundreds of students, like it's a, it's a small business, not a massive business, I mean, but it's a, it's a real business that I've built and I'm proud of myself for it. So you could pick something that is, that is quite personally valuable to you, or heck, you can pick something that you're proud of because it did good in the world, for crying out loud. You know, you can be proud of yourself for charity work. You can be proud of yourself for for, for all sorts of things. You know, you might decide like, you know what? You know, I wanna spend the next, and make it challenging, right? It make it challenging because the more challenging it is, you know, the bigger the bigger the, bigger the challenge, the, the longer the pride lasts and the longer the self-esteem boost lasts and the longer you feel good about yourself, right? So you could even do something like, listen, I wanna dedicate the next two months and I'm going to volunteer at this company. I'm going to submit an application to this company or XYZ volunteer agencies. I'm going to submit the application. I'm going to get, I'm going to go to through the application. Sorry, the, um, uh, yeah, the application, the application requirements. I'm going to volunteer once a week. And I'm going to do that for two months. And here's the good I'm going to do in the community. That's real. Like, to commit to something for two months and stick with it, like that's something to be proud of, right? And you've done good in the community. So it could be something personal, like what I just said with my business, or it could be something more altruistic and community oriented, doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But you know, are you proud of yourself? Are you happy with what you did? I think it's pretty important. I think it's very important. Acts as a, it's like a, it's the word it's like a vitamin it's like a mental vitamin you don't need to take like vitamins and stuff it's really good for your body well this is very good for your brain people talk about meditation which is wonderful and all these things and sleep and mental health well, let me tell you one thing for mental health is like how many things do you do that you're where you're proud of yourself and you're you look yourself in the mirror and go yeah that's really good good job yeah i'm proud of myself yes you gotta do more of those and over, you know, start small and build and build up, like increase the challenge over time. So anyway, it's funny. This is not actually what I thought this podcast would turn into, but here we are. So anyway, have a wonderful morning, evening, day, whatever it is for you. And um, we'll talk soon. Bye for now.